In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. I have some homework for you. Take out your little pencil from the pew or a pen. Make sure you write it down because our pencils don't have erasers. I want you to write down a YouTube video that I want you to listen to. Dr. Rod Rosenblatt and his lecture, The Gospel for Those Broken by the Church. The Gospel for Those Broken by the Church. Today is a very familiar parable that Jesus speaks about, the sower and the seed. Jesus also has another parable that he talks about with the wheat and the weeds. He talks about the wheat and the weeds in the field, that they are, the wheat is sown and then the devil comes along and sows wheat, or weeds amongst the wheat, and they both grow up together. And the idea that Jesus is bringing out about there is, is that you don't know what is wheat and you don't know what is a weed. The harvesters say, hey, we'll go ahead and root out all of the weeds. And the owner of the land says, no, don't do that, because if you tear up one of the weeds, you might take out some of the wheat as well. God is the one who judges on the final day. The beauty of Rosenblatt's lecture, and it's about 45 minutes, the beauty of his lecture is, is that he says, you will be surprised by who you see in heaven. He talks about the fact that in heaven, you will see prostitutes, you will see drug dealers, you will see homeless people, You'll see people who've committed all sorts of sins, who have been broken down by the world and by each other. People, he says, in many ways, that when they get to heaven, the Lord's never going to remember what they've done in their lives, even though we might look at everybody like that in great disgust, saying, I'm glad I don't live my life like that. The gospel for those broken by the church. The whole point that Rosenblatt is saying is many ways that the people of the church have driven out other people from the church by our judgy attitudes, by looking at the people who have gotten bound up and wound up with all of the addictions, the sins and temptations of the world, and rather than sitting down and being compassionate and merciful and gentle with these people, we have looked at them with disgust. The sower of the seed is not necessarily a program that we have to follow. The sower of the seed is not a parable today where Jesus says, you need to go out and sow the seed to everybody else, and if we just have a few nice Bible passages that we say to people, maybe they'll come in. The sower of the seed is Jesus. Jesus is doing the verbs. And you and I are the soil. And this parable today is not even about you being the good soil versus the other soils. I would dare say this, that what we hear from Jesus today with three of the four soils being faulty describes me 
and it describes you. The good soil that many in here might claim to have, holding it dearly, showing some faithfulness or whatever else it is, is not truly maybe what's in your heart. Who are you in terms of wheat and weeds? I don't know and neither do you. There are some in here that are wheat. There are some in here who are weeds. God will be the judge of that because as Jesus or as Hebrews says here today, everybody is exposed as naked to the Father. There is no hiding from him of how your heart truly is. You come into the church and you're all happy and, hey, how is everybody doing? But you look at somebody else and say, you really annoy me. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. God knows this, even though you or others may not. The good soil is not something that you can accomplish. The good soil is only given to us by the gardener, by the sower of the seeds. The reality is, is that these three soils that fail describe us. Many Christians, myself included, have wilted under the spotlight that is shown to us and asked about our situation. You're in here today. Yes, we're Christians. Yes, we go to church. But how many of us acknowledge this in the workplace? How many of us acknowledge this and show this in being merciful to those broken down by the world? Many self-proclaimed Christians showed seeds sown in their hearts, even though our hearts have been choked out by the thorns of this world. And what's the thorns? The pleasures, the riches, all of the power and privileges that we strive for. If we could just have the faithfulness toward God and his scriptures like you might have with your phone. And me too. I'm standing up here today saying that. And if I'm not standing up here today without my phone in my pocket, I'm naked. I don't know where it is. My life is ruined. But think about how much time you spend on your phone. That's why I don't like to look at that little reminder that says, you've spent 27 hours looking at your phone or your iPad this week. Oh, I got to try to do that better. If we could just have that kind of faithfulness to these things, think about how much better we could be. The many self-proclaimed Christians who have had this seed sown into them have sold out Christ to keep a good thing going, even though the truth is exposed for all to see. Take careful note today. The good seed of the word of God lays us open bare to who we are. This isn't about what you need to try to avoid. This isn't about looking at others and saying, well, they're one of the three faulty soils. This is about you and me looking in the mirror and saying, who am I in light of all of this? Have I been the good soil that's bore much fruit? Probably not, and neither have you. This is why God says today from Isaiah, his word does not return to him void. It's sent for that which it is to accomplish. 
you and I might look at the preaching, the teaching of the word of God, maybe with visitors or whatever else it is, and you say, oh, pastor, don't say that. The people don't talk about that. The people, they're not going to come back. It's useless. It's fruitless. But God's word goes out today, and it does one of two things. It either condemns or it confirms in the faith. It's not as if it's empty or useless or fruitless. God sends it out. And I would dare say that the condemnation we're hearing today is directly centered on you and me. Why? We've been three of these four soils. This is not us about saying, hey, we're that fourth soil, that 25% that's oh so great, oh so pious, oh so holy. This is about us being reflective on the many times and many, many ways that we have given up so much, we have cowered under temptation or whatever else it is, to not acknowledge and bring forth fruit with what God has done. And this is not simply by going out and how much you can recite scripture. Jesus tells us the greatest commission is given to us in loving your neighbor as ourselves. We can sow lots of different seed if it's up to us. And as the old saying goes, you will reap what you sow. If you're not so sure about that, get online. Look at the news. Look at how we treat one another. And it's fallen into the church as well. Sow generic seeds of watered-down, me-centered Christianity, and we're going to reap a harvest of generic, watered-down me-centered Christians, Christians who will say, I don't like this place because it doesn't suit me. I've had people call and say, hey, do you have a hand chime choir? No. Okay, well, I'm looking for a church with a hand chime choir. We have the gospel, forgiveness for everybody, freely born out of Jesus' cross and resurrection. That's okay. I'll go find a place with a hand chime choir. And no, Jacqueline, we're not starting a hand chime choir. <laughs> I saw her shaking her head back. <laughs> Sow the seeds of going to church maybe once or twice a year, the C&D &E Christmas and Easter Christians, and guess what? Your kids are going to grow up believing that same thing. It's not as important as the house at the lake or golf or some big party for some big game. People sow what they, or reap what they sow. Sow seeds of glitter and Kool-Aid and playtime with church. You'll reap a harvest of folks who want glitter and playtime and emptiness at church. Sow the seeds of promiscuity and you wind up with a crop of promiscuity. Sow the seeds of selfishness and disregard for those broken in life and guess what's going to happen? We're going to not only reject God's word and his words about life, we're going to reject each other as well. You reap what you sow. The fruit never falls far from the tree. 
That's why Rosenblatt writes and speaks about the gospel for those broken by the church. We have condemned and done so many terrible things to lifelong Christians and to visitors in so many ways that we should not be surprised that they do not come back. But that does not mean that they are not Christians or that they are not saved. God is bigger than your judgments and your views of others. God is bigger than your ideas and acts of mercy. God works even when themes seem impossible or like a colossal waste of time. Think about all the different people that Jesus came into contact with through his earthly ministry. That doesn't mean that he sits there and says it's okay to be a tax collector or to have five husbands or to be a prostitute or whatever else, but he also doesn't sit there and say, you vile, wretched dog, go back to hell where you belong. He interacts and is with those people who are broken by the world, torn up. And you can see how his word has been planted even in those where Jesus himself says, I have never seen faith like this in all of my faithful people. There are those outside of this place who have a much stronger convicted faith than I do. And that does not mean that this is now a colossal waste of time. Jesus continues to send out his word and his kingdom, turning sinful hearts into good soil. What does that mean? How do you become the good soil, pastor? Tell us so we can have that step when we leave here today and be the good soil that Jesus wants us to be. It's very simple. Look at the first three soils. Temptation, choking out the word, being caught up by the pleasures of the world. Look at those three, tempta- those three different soils and acknowledge that that is you and that is me. Acknowledge that this is what we are 75% of the time, if not more. What's the big word that Jesus is talking about here? Repentance. Confess your sins. Repent of yourself and all of these things that you and I have said and done toward each other. The 75% of the soils are not for us to look out there and say, oh, this is terrible. The 75% of the soils are to tell us and remind us this is who we are. Well, who has the good soil, pastor? And this is where Rosenblatt makes it so beautiful. It's those who are broken. Those who are broken by not only us, but by the world. If you think about good soil, what must happen to have good soil? Somebody said this week, put manure on it. Well, okay, maybe. (laughs) Put a bunch of nutrients in it. Well, yeah, maybe. But even if you do that, it has to be plowed. It has to be torn up. It has to be broken up. And if you think about it, when you use a rototiller or if you use a plow, 
It's a very violent action. It breaks up all of the stiffness and the hardness of the soil. It breaks it all up so that the seed might have a better way of being planted. You look at those three soils today, and when you repent, you are being condemned. You are being broken down, I would dare say, even being killed by the law so that you can become the good soil. But even then, it's not you doing this. It's the sower of the seed. Jesus does the verbs. His word going out is sent for that which it will accomplish. Breaking down our callous hearts toward his word, breaking down our unloving, condemning nature towards each other, tearing us down, which isn't a great thing, Pastor. That's not such a happy thing, but so that we may be planted into the tree of life, the cross of Jesus, so that Jesus may plant himself into our brokenness, just as he does for everybody, even outside of this place, to make sure that we not only have life and salvation, but then we also can bear fruit. There is, though, in the midst of all of this, patience. You're not going to plant your garden this spring and in two days see your tomatoes come up. I never see them myself. These things take patience. They take time. We, though, in the church want to see immediate reactions, immediate things that happen. But God's seed isn't magic like Jack and the Beanstalk. He will keep sowing his seed so that something will take root somewhere. That's why we hear about him being reckless with his sowing today. We leave the working of the planting and the growing and even the breaking up of our hearts to God. And who knows? Do you know how many times I've preached a funeral and there have been kids or relatives who wouldn't, have not stepped foot in the church that all of a sudden their parents who were clamoring for them to be back in the church, those kids have come back to the church Mom or dad are dead in the casket. They don't get to see this, and they're not supposed to. God's work, God's kingdom works in ways that go beyond all of this. You might be sowing the seeds for the tree of faith in your mercy and in your love towards others, and you may never see that tree of life growing up or even fruit. God does the work and his word never fails. It accomplishes all that he purposes all the time. And he does this work through his word. The very promise that took on flesh and died on the wretched tree of our sins and our inability to be like the true God. We preach Christ and him crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, a waste of time to the Gentiles, but to those who have had their hearts broken up, plowed up, and are now the good soil by the work of God, it is the power of God to save. This was not a waste of time for you in your baptism or even here today. And it's not a waste of time as we go forward.
Look to the mirror. Look at yourself and see yourselves being broken by God's word, but also know that water and blood poured forth from Jesus' side. It's the water that refreshes and nurtures that seed. It is that blood that we participate in to grant us strength through the forgiveness of sins. Jesus died for you. He died for the whole world, those even broken outside of this place. He has spared nothing for the world. And those people out there are not a waste of time. And you aren't either. Everybody has been made in God's image. And that seed is meant for them as much as it is for you. God's gospel word take root into your heart only after he breaks us down through repentance and confession of sins so that he may bear abundant fruit in you in thanksgiving by the forgiveness of all sin. Repentance that tills us up to be the good soil crushes and breaks us apart so that God may continue to plant in you his tree of life through the cross and ultimately be changed to bear fruit by those, or for those who have been broken by the world. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.